Join the big show Friday from 2 to 7 at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! Jazz tip-off at 4.30 today. Who is going to win? The Jazz win the game, win the series, advance the second round for the third time in four years. Or the Nuggets win, force a game six, and they still got a shot. Just put it up right now on Twitter. There's the poll question, Jazz or Nuggets, call your shot. Feel free to reply with the, you know, the exact score and what a genius you are when you nail it right on the money. All right, PK, we discussed this a little bit earlier this morning, but for the 9 o'clock listener, just getting up to speed, we've seen uh, three of four possible outcomes. The thing we have not seen in the series is the Nuggets and a blowout. But I don't think they defend well enough to blow anybody out. So let's set that one off, the, off to the side. They won game one, close, could have gone either way. They got it. Game four was close, could have gone either way. The Jazz got it, and obviously the Jazz had the blowouts in games two and three. You surprised me by ruling out Jazz in a blowout today. I'm thinking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm trying to recall what I said. You thought that Denver would come with too much pride. It's an elimination game. They've got egos. There's no fans there, but they know it's on network TV, and nobody wants to get drilled by 30 and then sent home. And so Locke presented the thing earlier, which has been in the back of my mind. I don't don't think we've seen it yet. I think the teams that have been swept, I don't think they necessarily checked out. Maybe Brooklyn did, giving up 150. I'll take that back. Um, But they were beaten, and they were done and dusted, so it was never going to be a long series. The fourth game could have been closer. 3-0 is a big difference between 3-1. Yes, but... They just didn't have, Brooklyn just didn't have the talent. 3-0 is not manageable. 3-1, as difficult as it is, is manageable. Well, in normal times, 3-0. in normal times, the Nuggets would have had home court. And of course, you know, you'll rally at home. And so game six is really the chance, right? Because you don't want to mess with a game seven. So, you know, there'd be the pride factor for the Nuggets. Hey, we're, we're going to win game five. And then we'll see if we can go there and get and get game six. Because we got game seven at home. So if we just get six, we're good. But now in the, in the bubble with no home court, you got to win three in a row. And you're not going to have the, home, the extra juice of the home crowd two out of three. Well, nor are you going to have to play on the road. So, I mean, that, 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 that's sixes to me, man. Until you're the lower seed and you never have to deal with a game seven on the road, which are really difficult. <laughs> Although the Jazz, although the Jazz situation, although the Jazz have done it twice while we're doing this show, there aren't that many examples in NBA history of teams winning Game Sevens on the road. Uh, There's like I think a couple dozen, and the Jazz have two of them fairly recently because Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer and Kirilenko and Okur won in Houston, and obviously they won and they beat the Clippers in LA three years ago. I think guys want to win, and there's too much at stake. If it get word circulates that you're a quitter. Yeah, everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody knows very quickly. Way and they know in NBA circles more quickly than the public and the media catch on. No question. They and get the a word whiff of circulates. it. Yeah. Who wants to be a quitter? You can be a loser, and I don't mean it in the sense that you know you're you're fifteen teams have loser. to fifteen teams have yeah. to lose in the playoffs. I mean, you lost in the playoffs. Yeah. Michael Jordan lost in the playoffs. He's not a loser. When I say a loser, I don't mean it in the way we describe it and we traditionally. I'm talking about in the postseason. So there's a that's why I don't get into winning and losing because every game freaking has a winner and loser. So to me, it's about the actual competition of it. And 
That's why I think Denver is going to respond accordingly because I saw how they responded accordingly in the last game, even though they lost the game. It's very difficult for me to fault effort. Now, in game three, I can fault effort inside and out, upside down, whatever you want there. That was awful. That was pathetic, inexcusable. And so here you lost. Well, there's going to be a loser and winner in every single game that has ever played in the history of the NBA. And so you can deal with that when you're playing at the best of your, at least your effort is the best of your ability. And I thought Denver's effort was fine. So I'm expecting the same type, if not more. I don't know how much more because I don't really study Denver that much compared to the Jazz. And I think Denver Denver has to look at this game. And it's an old cliche, and all cliches are old mostly uh, here, and I buy this. You know, you're not looking to win three. You're looking to win today. That's all you're worried about, winning today. Well, can Denver win today? Yes. Now, step back. Are they going to win three in a row? Probably not. But it's not about three in a row. It's about today. We're talking about today. And so can they win today? Well, there's no reason why they can't win today if they play well and play with a determined effort and follow what Mike Malone has set up for them to do. Yeah, they can win. Now, are they better than the Jazz? It doesn't look like it because you look at the series, you know, they had the one squeaker. The Jazz had a squeaker plus two easy ones. So that would favor the Jazz, which is hence why they're up 3-1. But I think as far as today, yeah, I'm expecting, uh, what's the phrase? Oh, it's a phrase that I don't know that you can use, but I'm expecting them to give everything they have <laughs> and make it a competitive game. Oh, now I got the phrase. Took a minute. Got yeah, it. I, that's that's what I'm thinking. I could be very well would be wrong. Won't be the last time, that's for sure. But that's what I'm expecting out of the Nuggets. Because if you're a quitter, get out of my face, man. That's like the worst thing you could say. I've always said to me about me, you can say, and I've had people tell me you're a lousy writer. They've said it right to my face, and they basically said we don't believe in you. And I've had it in this town. But don't ever tell me I don't work hard. Don't ever tell me that. That is where you're going to get under my skin. You like me, you don't like me. That's up to you. I'll show you in the end that you were wrong. In fact, I would encourage you to tell me that you don't think I'm good because I'll get you in the end. Every freaking time I'll get you in the end because I'll outwork everybody to make sure it. Well, here, that's the same thing. You can lose a ball game, but don't tell me I didn't try and gave you everything I had. That would be – that's the worst thing you could say to me, and I would think that's the worst thing you could say to an NBA player. So I get a lot of that, and I'll sign off on it, but I think the problem for the Nuggets is they don't defend well, and if they have a game where they struggle, and Jamal Murray has provided them so much scoring. I mean, obviously he just had the 50-point game, but then one game one in large part because he went off in the fourth quarter in overtime. I think he finished with 36 in the game, but I think he went into like the fourth quarter with 15 or something like that. So if he's not going off... Are they just going to get outscored and lose, you know, if he goes to the bench and they give up a run? I mean, the thing about Conley coming back and coming back and, you know, making two-thirds of his shots, regardless of whether he's inside or outside the three-point line, is that when Donovan sits down, Clarkson goes off or Conley goes off. And they keep scoring. Rudy just, Rudy just keeps going throughout the game. He gets a bucket here. He gets a bucket there. You know, he's open on a pick and roll, Everywhere a break, a his free throws, whatever. <laughs> Everywhere a bucket. Um, but I don't know that Denver's going to – Denver might have flat spots in the game. And then if they have a spot where they don't score, if you're not getting stops, how do you, how do you get back in it? And maybe they'll uh, get the That's possible. Stops. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily uh, correlate to a lousy effort. That's what I'm talking right. about. You can get smothered because the other team is just awesome. But at the same time, I've watched Lillard come down to earth a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. And are these guys that much better than Lillard and McCollum? Uh, I mean, at, t- at times they are, but overall, right now, I'd have to say no. So there is a little concern for me because we've sure. seen it, and we saw it in the uh, the qualifiers, which is now there's no such thing as the regular season. It's now just the qualifying games. <laughs> the uh, seeding games, the qualifying yeah. games, the regular season. Right. The, the regular season now, I don't, that's, that's, that's an absolute, absolute term. So Mike Conley can't make two out of three. This is where the ham and egg in it all eyes go to Joe Ingles, right? Because... Conley can't sustain 67% shooting, but Joe Ingles can't sustain 0% shooting. So I don't think Conley is going to go 10 for 13 today and score 25 points. But if he doesn't, that's okay as long as Joe Ingles gets it going. Well, I actually hope he doesn't. I hope they have bad shooting games but still win the game because that's where you have the law of numbers come in. (laughs) So they, then they'd be do a big game in the second round. You don't want to use everything here. No, you don't. You don't. You but don't. See, you don't. It, it goes back to the thing I was saying earlier. Like the thing that was surprising as Donovan went for fifty-one is how uncontested a lot of his shots were. And I know that has to do with the jazz spacing and the respect right. for the other guys on the floor. But I also know that on some level it has to do with Denver isn't very good at defending right sure, now. Sure, but I didn't mention Donovan, and neither did you. We mentioned Joe and Mike, right, and Jordan, and those are the guys. So. Yeah, Mitchell most likely is going to find a way to get his. Now, his isn't most likely 50, but there's no reason why he's not 30 to 35. I mean, if he scores 20, <laughs> he's, whatever he scores in a win, it doesn't matter. But if he scores only 20 in a loss, that would surprise me. Yeah, he scored 20 in the win, but he didn't play in the fourth quarter, which right. is usually so, his biggest yeah, quarter. He takes over. You know, He's going to have the ball in his hands on every possession. He's going to shoot it on most of them. So when he has 20... He could have easily had a 35-point game, but nobody played in the fourth quarter because the game was over. Right. None of the and starters played in the fourth that's quarter. That's great. Yeah. That's probably what you want. You'd probably want, if I'm jazz management, I'd probably want that more than him going for 50-plus because that means he was extended. Why not have, in the, have a laugher and have that be light minutes and certainly light intensity minutes and get ready for round two? Uh, but, you know, that's uh, they'd also punch me in the face for even – thinking about it right now that's the last thing on your mind you're focused on this ball game big time and and have this opportunity to close it out and you never want to squander an opportunity that's it doesn't matter what it is whatever opportunity you have you want to seize it because you don't know what's down the line you just don't no one does and that that goes for life you have an opportunity whether it's social life uh or professional life, whatever it might be, if you're presented with an opportunity, you want to seize it. Every single one of us does. Every single one of us. Every American who's ever been born wants to seize an opportunity when it's there. And so this is an opportunity, and take advantage of it because it sets yourself up. doesn't mean you can't overcome it. And if you don't seize it, doesn't mean you don't get another one down the road and you don't take advantage of that. I understand all that, too. But we're talking about today. And this is an opportunity to close this thing out and kick back maybe for a day or two and relax and watch the Clippers and Mavericks slug it out and hopefully go to seven. Yeah, they've got their game five tonight at seven, game six Thursday, and game seven if they need it would be Saturday, which means the Jazz, if they could wrap it up today, wouldn't play. They, they might have a Saturday game one if the other series goes in six, or it could be next Monday before they play again. Yeah, and with this every other day, now they don't have the travel to impact it. Right. But those are a lot of games, particularly when you're, you, when we know Dallas got their two stars are battling injuries. 
We already know that. Um, Doncic's got the ankle, and Porzingis was a knee. He sat That's out. Knee, yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Time to welcome in Andrew Reinhardt. He joins us from the Wasatch Medical Clinic. Guys, you've been struggling with ED. Andrew has a message for you. That's right. If you are out there struggling with erectile dysfunction, you may have, oh, you know, messed around with the pills or the supplements, hormones or injections. Wasatch Medical has a treatment that is eliminating the need for medication. This is a first. It's called acoustic wave therapy, FDA-registered device that is clinically shown to soften blood vessels. Now, why is that important? Because as we age, those blood vessels, they get hardened and lined and clogged. They're not able to dilate or widen, so blood flow can't get through. Our treatments can restore that and get the spontaneity back into the relationship. What kind of clinical studies have you seen? There have been extensive clinical studies done, uh, therapeutic advances in urology. The American Urological Association, and now even Cambridge, has studied this. Um, This is no longer a theory. You know, this is clinically shown, studied, and we are seeing good results in getting the blood flow going where you want it, when you want it. So you got a special offer for people. We do. Guys, if you're out there struggling with erectile dysfunction, Call us now. There's a lot for free. And and I should note, this is a no obligation, no sales pitch offer. Uh, We'll do the initial assessment with our doctor for free. He'll do a blood flow test, which is critical in assessing damage on blood vessels. Plus, we're going to give you a little special gift that is very popular, produces instant results in the bedroom, and it is all free. If you want to put a stop to your ED, you can call Wasatch Medical Clinic right now, 801-901-8000. Call Andrew Reinhardt at 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Ow! Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net! Presented by Zion's Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Jazz try to close out their first round series. They face the Denver Nuggets today, 4.30. The game's on TNT and AT&T Sportsnet. The Zone's coverage will begin at 3.30 with the pregame show. The only other game today, Mavericks Clippers Game 5. That series is tied at two games apiece. It's on TNT after the Jazz game at about 7 o'clock. Elsewhere in the West, Oklahoma City ties up the series with Houston 2-2 after a 117-114 win. Dennis Schroeder pacing OKC with 30 points as they come from behind to win. Lakers up 3-1 on Portland after a 135-115 win. Bucks up over the Magic three games to one after a 121-106 victory. And the Heat finish off their four-game sweep of the Pacers 99-87. The 76ers fired coach Brett Brown after seven seasons. Expected to be just the first change in the 76ers this offseason as they remake their front office structure. That's your Back to Basketball update presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's been a long four months. Welcome back. Don't do me like that. But finally, the NBA is back. Back up in hammer. That is filthy, Rudy. Catch every second of every moment of Utah Jazz basketball. 
as the Jazz resume play from the bubble in Orlando. Your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at lhmdeals.com. Jazz and the Nuggets, Game 5 today. we got the poll question up on Twitter at David DJ James. You can go there, cast your votes. We're about 350 votes in. People have a lot of confidence in the Jazz winning a fourth straight game, PK. 88% of the vote. You know, there's an old cliche in the playoffs, it's hard to win three in a row. Of course, that was when there was home court advantage built in, which could make things tougher, and they're obviously not dealing with that now. But... Um, I don't know, you put it all on Barton and Harris being gone, or the Nuggets were uh, overrated, or the Jazz is just a great matchup. Because they have pulled off three in a row, and they got a shot at, the, at, at finishing this thing in five now. Well, Mitchell's elevated his game not just one level, but probably three or four levels. And so that is something that must be held into uh, high esteem when you're evaluating the Jazz, because obviously he's been the most significant difference and, yeah, I think the loss of those two guys hurts. I mean, that, the, you're taking 40% of your starting lineup out. Of course it's got to hurt. And they're not – it's not like they're world beaters, but teams are teams for that very reason. You know, you need all your components there. And particularly when you don't have guys who can substitute. That's why I said all along that I felt the Jazz, whatever their ceiling was with Bogdanovich, and you can back me up because I know you remember me saying it, that they would achieve the same thing with – without Bogdanovich or without. They were capable of achieving the same ceiling, whatever that might be. Now it looks like, well, at least it will be the second round. Who knows if they go out in the second round? We'll have to see. And the point being is that I felt that they could replace points because Bogdanovich gave you a lot, but Conley consistently didn't give you much. Well, now he's giving you everything. So you've replaced that production. Well, you look at Denver, they don't have guys who can replace the defensive production. The Jazz had guys who could replace the offensive production. Denver doesn't have guys who can replace the defensive production. So they're at a loss. Whereas the Jazz right now, in the short term, the injury situation is somewhat of a wash because Conley has replaced Bogdanovich to a decent extent, and then Clarkson and Mitchell have taken and picked up the slack. So that's the reason why the Jazz have the 3-1 lead in my mind. Time to welcome in Sarah Todd, Utah Jazz writer for the Deseret News. Sarah, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Are you feeling a Game 5 Jazz win? You got a Nuggets vibe going on? Or you're across the country, you just got no idea? Uh, Well, actually, I am in Orlando. Oh, Uh, well, then you don't have to worry about that. You do have a vibe. You're right there. (laughs) Tell us. Yeah. I am, you know, closeout games are so hard, and we've seen that the Jazz can have lapses on defense. I mean, what... The fact that they won game four was great, but they didn't look their absolute best, and they needed another 50% point performance from Donovan Mitchell. So I think that it's definitely possible, but uh, hearing from Denver that they're going to make some more adjustments, um, and we're not sure what that's going to be, I'll be interested to see actually what they do and what they do differently, especially – anything they do on the defensive end and how they kind of switch up their coverages. 
So I'm sure you saw that Donovan Mitchell tweet, F the playoffs and F the games. I think it was F the games and the playoffs. Any concern about his focus going into this game? I'm, I wouldn't be concerned about his focus. I think, uh, number one, uh, it's totally possible that a person can focus on two things at once. Um, there are a lot of players down here in the bubble that are um, not only playing their tails off in these playoffs, but are also uh, speaking up about causes they care about and for racial justice. And so... I think that it's totally possible to be concerned about that. And, you know, I know that the, that the tweet, the last one of these sent said, you know, F the playoffs and games. But um, I think the, the meaning behind that is different than the actual focus that he'll have. How much interaction do you have with them inside the bubble? Well, so there's two different tiers of reporters mm-hmm. in the bubble. So there's the, the first tier of reporters are like the sideline reporters that you see and like sort of the 10 national reporters that are actually living inside the bubble, like in the hotels that are next to the player hotels, basically. And they get to go to practices and games all the time and get tested every day. And uh, they live in the bubble. And there's a second tier where we live outside of the bubble and are only allowed to be at the game. And we're tested twice a week instead of every day. And we can't go like onto, um, like on into the bubble hotels. So we can't be at like the player practices or um, inside the bubble other than game days. And then we sit in different sections. So there's not a lot of interaction at all. We've seen Mitchell just go off. In my mind, he's elevated his game, not just the proverbial next level, but two or three steps. I thought I saw it in the qualifying games, in his eyes, in his body language. So I expected a better performance than we'd seen at any point in his three-year NBA career. To this level, probably not as high. What are your thoughts as far as why he has been so much better and literally has been the best we've ever seen him? There was there were some conversations with Donovan before the the playoffs started, and he'd kind of talked about his own maturity and things that he was thinking about in the recent months or even over the last year. And it seemed, I agree with you, it, it seemed like he kind of reached a different level mentally and that that would probably translate onto the court. Now, I did not expect for that to include a 57-point game. I didn't know that it was going to go to that point, but um, I think the most impressive thing for me was watching him score 57, knowing that he could do that, seeing that it didn't work, and then him becoming much more of a facilitator in order to counter what Denver was doing in the next game, and he just looked so much more patient on the court than I've ever seen him. And especially looking back at playoff games over the last couple of years, uh, just that switch between games one and two was incredibly impressive to me. 
So we've seen an incredibly an incredible shooting performance from Mike Conley here in two games. I mean, making two-thirds of his shots, regardless of whether he's inside or outside of the arc. He is getting open looks. How much do you expect this to continue? And how much is, well, basically people don't do this if they're dunking the ball all the time. So it's going to fall to someone like Joe Ingles to have a better game after he didn't make a shot in the last one. I think it's really hard for Denver to... I mean, they just don't have the personnel to guard the multiple wing guys that the that the Jazz have. So, you know, if they're doubling on Mitchell or if they're paying attention to who has the hot hand, whether that's Conley or Clarkson or Mitchell, and they've been really trying to get the ball out of Ingles' hand, um, then it's just going to leave someone open. And so I think that's why we're seeing different guys have big performances at different points in the game. It's kind of like they're scoring in clumps. And so, and Mike Conley is such an experienced guy that he can read the defense like that. He can see, you know, where they're going and when those doubles are coming and he knows when he can grab those, those little lanes that open up in those moments. And so I, you know, the joy of having a child is clearly something that uh, he feeds on. And so, uh, I I don't expect him to slow down at all. He's like I said, he's so experienced. He's going to find his ways to get open. So as you say, the joy of having a child since he's under contract for next year. You think that Jazz would encourage him and his wife to have a baby, say around next May or next June? <laughs> they've got they've got three very young children. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to encourage someone to have another child this soon. I wouldn't. Uh, and we heard we heard Mike say like I don't know about that. <laughs> I think uh, three is a handful, no matter no matter who you are. What do you make of the uh, Rockets and the Thunder with that series all tied up? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we've got so many interesting things happening in these playoffs. I mean, multiple sweeps and series. I mean, I like I didn't expect for the Pacers and the Heat series to end so quickly and I I expected for the Blazers to give the Lakers a little bit more of a fight than they've been giving in that game last night there I mean there was no fight at all and and then we've got the I I felt like that there would be a little bit more of a swing actually in the Rockets and Thunder series I kind of thought one team would maybe take over a little bit more and so the fact that and man that game last night I mean, it was there was no way to predict how that was going to go. And I, what a good story, you know, like you, you can't make these things up. You know, they, they get Westbrook from OKC and send Chris Paul there. And no one thinks that the Thunder are going to do anything this year. And honestly, everyone expected for Chris Paul to be gone by the trade deadline. They keep him around and got all these young guys. You got Lou Dort who came over. He was on a 10 day or he was on a, uh, he wasn't even on a full NBA contract before the, the bubble thing. And that was one of the questions going in. It's like, can they sign him so that he can play? And he's like the defensive James Harden stopper. And so it's just, you can't make these things up. And the NBA is undefeated in those kinds of storylines. And so it's great. I'm enjoying it. So don't tell anybody in the Jazz organization that I asked you this question, but who do you think Between is better? Between me and you. Yes, exactly. Who do you think is a better matchup for the Jazz in the second round? Between the Clippers and the Mavericks? 
Correct. Uh, oh, man. I think... Honestly, I probably think the Mavericks. Um, I know that it's really hard to think about stopping Luca, and that that's going to take a lot of focus, but I think the Clippers are such a scary team because I think they're more they're more defensive minded. You have to worry about what Kawhi is going to do to you and uh, I, I don't think that we've seen the best out of the Clippers yet in their series. I think they've been a little up and down, and so I I don't think that that's a very good indication of how they can play. And I know that playoff P is a, a hot topic right now and uh, unproven, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't want to be on the other end of uh, his best series in the playoffs. And I think that could really happen against the Jazz. Um. And, you know, the the Jazz don't have a ton of experience playing against the, the Mavericks offense, which, you know, is historically one of the best offenses that we've seen. And their defense has not been the best this year. And the Jazz's defense hasn't. I mean, they've had a huge drop-off from where they used to play. They used to be one of the top play defenses in the league. And now they're just not. That's not the case. And they've turned it up in the playoffs, but they would have to turn it up even more if they were going to be facing someone like the Mavericks or the or the uh, Clippers. Um, so I don't think there's uh, either one of those are a good matchup, but I think that I'd rather take my chances against the Mavs. Sarah Todd joining us. She writes for the Deseret News, covers the Utah Jazz. Uh, <clears throat> Twitter responds to everything in the moment. There's no perspective whatsoever. So every time <laughs> someone drops a playoff game, well, they're doomed. They can't possibly go to the finals. And in the yeah. East, we've had three sweeps. But in the West, literally everybody has been beaten. And you know, a couple, somebody's going to advance who's got two losses, right? Because we've got two series at 2-2. So... Is there a team that in the West you think is head and, head and shoulders above the other and you can pick them right now, or is it really just going to come down to making threes on a given night? Well, I mean, g- good news for the Jazz fans. I think that the, the Jazz are head and shoulders above the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets' defense is just its not there. It's not enough for them to win, win three games and come back in this at all. They are going, the Jazz are going to dance, whether that's tonight or it's in a couple of days. Uh, they'll win one of the next two, and so I'm not even worried about that. When it comes to the second round, then I'm, then I'm not so sure. Uh, and then also, um, I was I was a lot higher on the Blazers coming coming into the first round, but their defense just looks uh, horrendous against the Lakers, and the Lakers aren't a great like three point shooting team, and they're turning it up, and so I think it's going to be. It's hard for anyone to come back from a 3-1 deficit, and so those would be the two that I'd say I'm, I'm feeling really confident about. Obviously, the closer ones are, are uh, not as easy to predict. Well, Sarah, we appreciate a few minutes. Good luck in Orlando, and uh, we'll talk to you again. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Sarah Todd, Utah Jazz writer for the Deseret News, joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, had a little... Uh, had a little breaking college football news with a weird footnote. We will get to that coming up and your feedback on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Let's go. 
The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. I rarely have seen a Jazz offense put up this kind of uh, clean offense. They are shooting the ball and they are passing the ball in an effective way, looking for the open man, the hot hand. But in some cases, like last night, that process was hand the ball to Donovan. You know, when he's feeling it like that, why wouldn't you? And let him uh, work his wonders. Denver has thrown everything that they can think of at the Utah Jazz and they've adjusted. Last night was a totally different game from the Nuggets. It was the best that they had and the Jazz still came away with the win. I think it's now going to be over in five. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Feedback of the day is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City. We can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $359 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or com. Cincinnati Bearcats just gave their coach a $1.1 million raise. Luke Fickle has a contract extension through 2026. They also dropped, uh, dropped the men's soccer team about a month ago. That cost about nine hundred grand. The Bearcats... All in on football, PK. All in. Yeah, that's uh, somewhat meaningless because if Fickle wants out, he's going to get out. So And everybody's uh, worried that he's going to win a lot and get out. Y- yeah, and he had opportunities. I think he turned down Michigan State, if I remember. I think you're right. Uh, so I don't know what that means. Normally, you know, if you're not in the P5, you're trying to get in. So, uh, But he's a hot candidate, and he's done well with Cincinnati. People tweeting at us, the conspiracy theorists have already begun. The game doesn't start till 4.30, but uh, Jake tweeting at us, uh, Scott Foster is going to referee the Jazz Nuggets game, which means the NBA certainly wants the series to continue. But we're also in bubble ball, so the Nuggets, nuggets literally packed their bags this morning. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> Full-on conspiracy theory before the ball goes up. I have no idea who Scott Foster is. I mean, I know he's a referee, I guess, but... Uh... I couldn't tell you. I don't know anything about them. I, I, I refuse to get in the referees. That's for other folks. They want to get into that, get into that, but I just don't want to do it. Hey, Yach, uh, we're getting tweets here that uh, Jamal Murray is going to miss the game. Is that true? Have you seen anything? You're on Twitter more than I am during the show. I have not seen anything to substantiate you've been, that. You've, been, you've seen that. If he misses the game, though, pack those well, bags. Well, then, right. they're, then they're done. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, uh, right now we'd file that under unsubstantiated Where, where's reports. Where's that coming from? Uh, Colby tweets at us under that, because I put a poll question up that says, who wins game five, Jazz or Nuggets? And yeah. we've got over 600 votes, and the Jazz are getting 86% of the votes. And Colby tweets yeah. at us, I saw a report that Murray is out. Is that true? If so, the Nuggets are toast. I have not seen a report that he what's, is out. What's wrong with Murray? I don't know. I don't know. Colby says he saw a report that Murray is out. I have not seen that report, but I didn't know if it just broke while we were gabbing on the air. Yach usually tracks that stuff pretty well. He hasn't seen it either, so I don't know. It didn't look like there was anything wrong with him during Game 4 when he was going for 50 and hitting big shots throughout the fourth quarter. Well, uh, I'll call Doug Moe in a break, and we'll see if we can get a <laughs> Doug Moe. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, Doug Moe coached the Nuggets 25 years ago. Uh, well, I'll call Doug Moe. Yeah, Clint I thinks it's over. He says, name. I feel like Denver has given up. And then he tweets the, uh, if I only had a heart with the uh, the Tin Man and the Scarecrow. Did it look like they gave up the other day? Not in the fourth quarter, didn't. It looked like they, they were down 11. They had a perfect chance to give up down 11. And they didn't. 
and they fought back and got it down to you know a one point game in the final minute. They may give up, but I don't think they've given up. All right, DJ and PK, we are all done. Scotty and Hands are coming up here in a minute. Game five, four thirty today. 3.30 for the pregame show here on The Zone, and the game's on TNT and AT&T Sportsnet, so if you want to watch Bowler and Thurl and Matt Harpering, or you can watch the national perspective if that's your thing. Either way. All right, we're going to bring in uh, Andrew Reinhardt here from Wasatch uh, Medical Clinic. Andrew, for guys who've been struggling with ED, has a solution. Andrew? Yes, that's right. If you've never heard of acoustic wave therapy for ED, this is a breakthrough because it's not a pill. It's not injections. It's not surgery. This has got to be music to so many guys' ears. When we're talking about this part of the body, nobody wants to talk about a pill or a needle. The acoustic wave therapy is clinically shown to open up and regrow blood vessels. Uh, ED is a blood flow issue. We know that. So what this does, the bottom line it restores normal and natural function in the bedroom. And I believe it is the only thing that addresses erectile dysfunction that is not a form of medication. You've got clinical studies now that you didn't have last time you were on the air with us. We do. If you go to the science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com, you can read, I think there's 10 or 12 on there, but I'll just name a few. Cambridge, you probably heard of them. The American Urological Association, Therapeutic Advances in Urology, so much has been done now, and I think we can officially say the science is sound. This works. It's clinically proven. You've got a special offer for our listeners, and our listeners love special offers. They do. Uh, we know that ED is a tough thing to do, and so it goes untreated. Uh, I think that the majority of erectile dysfunction goes untreated, and the relationship takes the hit. So if you're struggling, call us now. The assessment, the exam... Even the blood flow ultrasound will be free, plus a little special gift just for making the trip. It produces instant results in the bedroom. If you want to give Andrew a call, the number is 801-901-8000. You can reach the Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000. If you want to claim that offer, call 801-901-8000 right now. Andrew, we'll see you on billboards, on TV, and hopefully right back here on the radio on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks so much, guys. All right, Andrew Reinhardt, Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000. Scotty and Hands are coming up next.